Hey guys, it's Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor doing a drive home podcast. Last night we finished the third session in the campaign. I was talking about game balance yesterday, and one of the scenarios or the uh, encounters I was kind of hinting at, I guess I didn't want to give too many details in case Ken listened to it. But I mean, it was a kind of a basic type of encounter. They went into the woods, kind of used the um, getting lost rules, which is the first time I ever did that, which is kind of cool. I'm going to use that more. They didn't get lost, but I just, I kind of like the idea of it. They, uh, he had himself and five other folks. So there was a party of six that went in. So they actually got one more guy uh, than from last time. Last uh, session, he ended up getting this elf named Elvar who basically adopted three human children. Or not children, but young. They were children when he got them, but now they were grown. And they were going on adventuring. And then he picked up Funny enough, one of my NPC, I, I do these NPC cards for my Patreon, and I did this one called Brax, and it was this uh, dwarf who was uh, um, basically banished from his clan, but he was looking for work, and they hired him on also. So they had six strong going in. So you had like a total of, let's see, you had a halfling, you had an elf, three, well, a dwarf, two fighters, and a thief. So a pretty good pretty good uh, uh, crew no spell casters but they they uh, definitely did well for themselves so the encounter that they're going to was this this runes and there's a lot of Northman runes in the in my campaign and they got a lead on one and there's a lot of undead involved with these so they encountered basically six regular skeletons and then there uh, were two kind of like what I call warrior skeletons they had armor and they're a little bit tougher. They're instead of one hit dice, they're two hit dice. And uh, so I had uh, that planned out, and I was using my roll twenty, and I actually got to use it well. Use the GM's layer right, figured some stuff out, which is a miracle. And it was really interesting watching them taking the fight because, like, at first they only saw, like, two skeletons because of their points of view. And then more skeletons came and then and then the skeleton warriors started showing up the two skeletons and then they got really worried. I did not fudge any dice. I did not because I do it all out in the open in roll 20. There was, a, there was one time where one of the fighters could have been killed but I'm using that uh, rule variant of you know shields will be sundered so he was the fighter was able to remain alive because of that rule so that's what's you know that's what's fun about because I, I guess that's a prime example of why I don't like worrying about game balance all that much I mean granted was it that much above their power level no not really but it could have got real bad for them real fast uh, yeah, especially they didn't have a clear at all either. But what was cool about it is they were able to work their way through it methodically and strategically eliminate the skeletons and finish the fight with no one dead. Almost everybody was injured, but everybody was uh, still on the right side of the ground. So 
Uh, and then one of the other things I thought was pretty fun last night, what were we doing? Well, Ken and I, we BS quite a bit too. So, I mean, out of the three hours, we probably played probably half that, probably BS an hour and a half. So that is a cool, th you know, one of the th things you can really take advantage of when you're just doing one-on-one. -on -one. You have more BS time and you don't have to worry about, you know, other players getting bored. Um, was just basically the interaction with the NPCs. I've, I'm using um, Gavin Norman's BX Essentials. Uh, still using the Beck Me books though for Monsters. And I've developed these lists of, of NPCs and some of them I have through my Patreon, through my NPC cards like Brax was. And it was just fun being able to use those and share those. It actually worked pretty good because I make these things a lot of times, but I don't get to use them because I don't run games that often. So it was fun seeing it used and then being able to share it with the players and you got a pretty good kick out of it. So um, that was cool for me. I mean, just, just uh, getting the reaction out of it. But uh, so where we left off, though, is he is still, they still haven't gone down the stairs. There's some stairs that are barricaded by some pretty good-sized monoliths. So he's got to decide whether they're going in with a bunch of wounded people or then backtrack or uh, they're going to go in with a bunch of wounded people. And they don't have a lot of healing. And the way the, you know, I don't know if you, for those who don't know, the way you do the rest rules for that, you have to have a complete night of rest. And as far as I'm concerned, that means, you know, you can't, you really can't do that in the wilderness. You got to be in a lodgings and you got to have it, you know, in town somewhere, unless you have some elaborate tent set up. It doesn't mean you can be on guard duty after, you know, four hours and split your sleep or anything. But if you can do that, then you get one to three hit points back. Plus your, and then I add the con bonus on that too. So they're not going to be able to recover any hit points out, out in the wilderness where they're at. The place where it's at is actually only like, I think it was two or three hours out of town. So it wasn't uh, too difficult for them to find. Another thing they were able to do though, on the way there, rolled them in a random encounter and it was uh, just a pack of goblins and uh, they were actually carrying their dead there there was like a stack of go dead goblins but they couldn't figure that one out so I didn't explain it either but uh, it was kind of fun watching him trying to um, solve the mystery and trying to figure out if this had any part of it because when I do the random encounters sometimes what I do in this case, is I did them ahead of time because I knew how long it was going to take them to get there. So every hour, I rolled a d6 to see if they encountered anything. Well, on the second hour, or first hour, I think it was, I did. So I rolled the goblin. That way, I can establish it ahead of time. And, well, for better or for worse, what I try to do is integrate it into the adventures so it's a little bit seamless. So that way, he's got to decide whether that's connected with the overall encounter or if it is just an actual... Um, random random encounter so but uh, all right guys I think that's it I just wanted to do a quick update of how the campaign's going uh, footnotes for that I still got to get Chris and Rob involved hence three um, sessions ahead of them but I'm not worried about if they get three sessions in or not if I get one or two in with them that'll be good enough so 
All right, guys, take care of yourselves. Roll well, roll better than me, and uh, talk to you soon.